Welcome to the Ambitious Introvert Podcast, created especially for introverts, empaths, and highly sensitive entrepreneurs to help you build, grow, and scale a successful, sustainable business. I'm your host, Emma Louise Parks, business and mindset coach for ambitious introverts. After 17 years working as an air traffic controller, the ultimate fast-paced, high-stimulus, extrovert-friendly role, my mission now is to show introverts that they too can create big results and success because of who they are, not in spite of it. I focus on introvert-friendly business and marketing strategy to help you switch overwhelm for clarity, confidence, and clients. Hello, welcome back to the Ambitious Introvert Podcast with me, Emma Louise. And when I was thinking about what to discuss in today's episode, it happened to be a client call week where I had some really juicy calls. And I think it's really easy in the online space to share. Obviously, a lot of people just share their client results and, you know, my client hit 10K month or whatever. And I do try to share a little bit more about the types of things that I'm supporting my clients on, like what they're working on behind the scenes so you can get more of a transparent idea of of what it looks like. But one of the things that I really never share is the types of questions that I ask my clients. Now, in coaching, in true coaching, this is what I spend the majority of my time doing is asking my clients questions and holding space while they explore the answer. I think in the business world, particularly, coaching has been kind of confused with mentorship or strategy in some ways, where you'll work with someone and they will tell you the next steps and tell you what to do. Now, that really isn't the case with true, pure coaching. It's really this belief that the client has the answers inside of them. And sometimes they just need someone to ask them the right question or reflect something back to them or hold that space for them to explore so that they can arrive at that answer themselves that they then know is right for them because it came from within them and take action on it. And that is how they build confidence. That is how they build trust. That's how they take action. And that is the the beauty really of a coaching relationship. But I realized that it's not something we talk about that much. The questions aren't really the forefront of what people are sharing. So I took some notes and there are three particularly good questions, I think, myself, even if I do say so, that I have asked different clients this week that really you could take into your business, whatever level of business you are at, you could run your business through the lens of these questions and just see what comes up or keep them as a resource. So when you are feeling you know, a little bit meh about something in your business, could you dip into these and have a look and see if you can self-coach around them by, like I say, running them through these questions. Now, before I get right into it and share what they are, just a quick heads up that in October, I'm going to take a little hiatus from the podcast. Now, this does not mean that there will not be episodes. I thought about this. I did not want to interrupt the release schedule. I have been so incredibly consistent for three years now, three years next month. And the last thing I wanted to do was say, oh, let's just take a month off and not release anything and then come back. That didn't feel good. But I'm actually away on holiday next month. I 
I'm also making some changes to the show. Nothing major, but enough that it needs a little bit of time away for me to put everything into place and make sure it is the new, improved and refreshed version of the podcast when it comes back in November. So we are going to have a best of the back catalogue month. I have been looking through to see which episodes were the most popular. I've gone back through the archives to see which had the most downloads and listens. What did I get the most comments on? Which ones did I really enjoy? Which interviews did I love that I think people can benefit from? And the top four are going to be re-released during October. Now, it may be that you've heard them before. Some of them are two years old. Some of them are 18 months old. I think one is even further towards the beginning. I would encourage you, even if you've been a listener from the start, still listen in because things land very differently when we're in a different place. And where you were in your business, in your energy, in your mindset, 18 months or two years ago could have really changed. And something that you listened to and thought, yeah, that's pretty good. You might now go, wow. Or something that you listened to that like blew your mind at the time, you may now go, oh, like this is kind of normal. Don't find it that impressive, which is good because that's a marker for growth. And this is what I found in my experiment early this year when I went back and only reread books that I had read previously. It was a really great way to see how much I had grown myself and how much I had changed. So if you are newer to the podcast, you're in for a treat because you're going to hear four of my favorite episodes that you may not have come across yet. And like I say, if you've been here for the long haul, then do tune in because you may have missed it or it might just refresh or it may land in a completely different way. And then I will look forward to being back with you fully present in November with a slightly new format and a slightly new podcast. Anyway, on with this episode. So three questions that I have been asking my clients this week, and I will give you a little bit of context for each one, but without obviously breaking client confidentiality. So the first question that I've asked numerous clients over the years, and I ask myself on almost a daily basis, is this an actual problem? And what I mean by that is there are so many things that we can assign to being a problem in our business that could potentially be a problem, but maybe it's not, or maybe it will be one day, but it's not now. I'll give you an example of this with the podcast. In the summer, I had a real dip in the number of downloads that the podcast got. Now, I've been in business long enough and I've had the podcast enough years to know that for me, that pattern is very normal. It's very, very normal that kind of July, August time, I get less opens on my emails, less people listen to the podcast. I have put it down to the fact that it's summer and people are busy and they don't want to be on technology, which is wonderful. And then every year it starts to pick up again in September. So I noticed this again. It really dropped off in July and August, the number of downloads. I could have freaked out. I could have gone, oh, Cast not getting as many downloads. No one likes it anymore. It's not working. You know, I need to stop doing it or I need to change it completely or all of these things. But was it an actual problem? Well, I needed more data to recognize if it was or not. And my data point on this was, oh, well, in September, quite often the stats go back up. So 
I couldn't decide whether it was a problem. There's no point in me getting annoyed or upset that less people were listening than the month before. And of course, it got to September and guess what? I had double the amount of downloads as I did in August. That's like, okay, typical. But this works for anything. You know, it works with social media. You know, algorithms change and people's reach changes and they get less likes and less comments and they go, oh, you know, but is it actually a problem? Is it affecting their business? No. Like I've had clients that have this and they say, oh, but my reach has gone down and it used to be this and now it's this. We, we look and go, is it an actual problem? No, because you're still making multiple five figures a month or you've still got new inquiries coming in all of the time or you still booked up until the end of the year or you've still, you know, all of these things that are actual metrics that we should be worrying about. So it's really easy to make a problem out of the wrong thing. So that is my first question that anytime something feels big or important in your business, just think like, is it an actual problem? Now, don't get me wrong. If the downloads went down on the podcast and they kept going down and then they kept going down and this was a trend and it went on for three or four months, that would be a problem. And then I would need to do something about it. But as it was at the time, no, it wasn't. And now we're back on track. So that is the first question I would recommend putting in your toolkit. Secondly, very popular question with my clients Is this the best use of your energy? right now. And we can use this in a number of ways. Energy is everything for us introverts, and we want to make sure that it is being used as effectively as possible. So if you are spending time doing something, is it the best use of your energy right now? There are about 9,574 things you could probably be doing in your business, right? I've just done a whole series about decision fatigue for this reason, right? There are so many choices that we make. Part of the beauty of having a coach sometimes is that they can see the big picture and make sure that you're not going down on the wrong track or, you know, real micro focus or tunnel vision on something that's actually not going to move the needle and not be a game changer and big picture of things. So is this the best use of your energy right now? One of my clients was talking about making like an extra graphic and an extra post each week for her social media. And we're like, well, how long is that going to take? And it's probably going to be like 20 to 30 minutes. Is there a better use of your energy for what you want to achieve in your business right now? And yes, there was, because there are a couple of other projects that if she put that time towards that, it's going to make so much more of a difference than creating that extra post and graphic. So That's the first way I would use this question. Like, is there something better you could be doing? Is there something more needle moving? Is there something that you're going to see more significant results from? Sometimes this can be a little bit of our mindset because it wants to keep us doing the things that are comfortable and not getting outside of that comfort zone. So we may be like, oh, I'll just like tidy up my website or I'll just change the font here or do something that we feel like is important but it's actually not. So asking yourself, is it the best use of my energy is a really great way to stay on track, knowing what your priorities are and knowing what it is you should be focusing on. Another reason this question is great, and we could change the intonation slightly, is, is this the best use of your energy right now? Because there may be tasks that you really could be outsourcing that would save you so much time and energy and they would get done way faster and to a better standard if they're not something in your zone of genius. 
and you would have more energy for doing the stuff that is. So that's another way that you can look at it. If you find yourself doing things that you really dislike or you find them a drain, like is it the best use of your energy or should it be someone else doing that for you? And lastly, this one's quite deep and is probably a little bit more relevant if you have been in business for a while, but it's one that I have found myself coming back to a lot in the last few months. And that is, would you do this again if you were starting from scratch? So if you have your business built up and you are deciding on product or deciding on a marketing channel or deciding on a campaign or any of these things, is this how you would do it? If this was day one, if you had all of the knowledge and wisdom and experience that you've already accumulated in your business, but you were starting again from fresh today, would you do this in the same way? A trap that we can so often fall into is that we start to create something based on the business that we have, or we start to create products and services because we know our audience want them or they'll be popular with our audience. And we kind of put ourselves into this box of creating things for the past almost. Now, I'm not saying don't create things that your audience want because that can be a really good way to make sales and grow your business and to serve your people, right? But what I'm saying is it can actually cap our creativity and it can actually cap our innovation because subconsciously, We are trying to fit into this mold of what we've already created and it can really stop us from thinking outside the box. If we put ourselves in this hypothetical situation of, okay, day one, what would I do? I've got this clean slate. Every option is available to me. I'm not pulled in any direction. I don't, I haven't invested a lot of time or effort into this certain thing. So I'm not got this like opportunity loss and feeling like I need to keep keep sticking with it, what would I do? That is a really powerful question. And it's a really powerful way to look at your business. If you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling stagnant, if you feel that something isn't quite right, take that overview and start to see, okay, where have I boxed myself in here? Where have I narrowed my thinking? Where am I trying to fit in in a certain way? Am I trying to do what other people in my niche are doing? Use the day one analogy every time. I'm starting from fresh. I know everything I already know. I've got all the experience I've already got, but my business is brand new. What do I do? And this is part of the reason that serial entrepreneurs, of which I've worked with many, do better, faster with every business because they're able to take what they've learned. And when they start day one, they're not attaching anything to it. And they've got all of this wisdom, all of this knowledge, and they're just like, okay, I'm going to do it the way I want to do it now. And when people do things the way they want to do them versus what quote unquote makes sense or what they feel they should, that's when they create disruptive products. That's when they create really game-changing brands, products, services, and just really create something that's new and fresh that people are then drawn to because it's so, so unique. So there you have it. Three super powerful questions that you can run through your own business. Is this an actual problem? Is this the best use of my energy right now? And would I do this if I was starting again from scratch today? Super powerful. Hopefully will help you to get some clarity if and when you are in that situation that you are feeling a little bit stagnant or a little bit 
overwhelmed or even a little bit meh about what is going on. So thank you once again for joining in. Thank you for tuning in to this short episode. As I say, I really hope that you enjoy the best of the back catalogue that we have got coming up. I am really excited. I have been excited to re-listen to these myself because some of them I had not heard for a very long time. So I really hope that you gain some valuable wisdom and insights, whether you've heard them before or not. And then I can't wait to bring you a slightly updated, slightly refined version of the Ambitious Introvert podcast in November. So until then, take care and have a wonderful month ahead. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ambitious Introvert podcast with me, Emma Louise Parks. If you enjoy this show, please, please subscribe, rate and leave a review on iTunes. As a thank you, one lucky reviewer each month will win a 60 minute one on one coaching session with me, where you'll get the clarity and confidence to attract your ideal clients. And if you know someone who could benefit from listening to the show, then please do share and help me reach as many fellow ambitious introverts as possible.